Welcome, listeners, to our review of The Invisible Man. I'm scared. You don't have to be scared of him anymore. He was a sociopath, completely in control of everything. He said that wherever I went, he would find me, walk right up to me, and I wouldn't be able to see him. Are you okay? Someone sitting in that chair. All right, Dean, The Invisible Man, released this year, 2020, directed by Lee Wanell. Ah, oh, what a top bloke. What else has he done? Saw. No, that was James Wan, you twat. He was in Saw, There though. you go. What else did he direct? Upgrade. That's better. <laughs> Much better. This one starring Elizabeth Moss, Oliver Jackson Cohen, Harriet Dyer, Aldous Hodge, Storm Reid, and Michael Dorman. Now, this had a budget of roughly $7 million, and so far it has grossed $50 million worldwide. Hello. Uh, are we are we getting a sequel? We won't get a sequel. We won't get a sequel? No, this is what Blumhouse Productions do. They do very cheap horror films that get marketed very well, and they make money, 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 money. Is Paranormal Activity Blumhouse? Yes, yes, it is. So, it's not like they're anti-sequels. No, but that film made nearly $200 million on a $15,000 budget. There's a big, big, big difference there. <laughs> No, I, just, I feel like this is exceptionally uh, profitable for them. But this currently has an average of 7.6 over on IMDb, roughly 12,000 ratings so far. But we did get to see this at the lovely, amazing, spectacular, superb. I'm just going to keep adding, you know. Hyperboles. Yes, every single time. <laughs> Peninsula Cinema. Yes, thank you so much to Peninsula Cinemas. We love their hospitality. All right, Dean, I'm curious. This is our, fir- this is our first horror film I think we've done for a bonus episode. Is it? Yeah. So, what did you think of The Invisible Man? Well, before I get into that, let's talk about expectations. Oh, okay. Oh, get excited, Hendo. Because my expectations for this film were very, very low, having heard about it. Okay. And then I started seeing people whose opinions I respect come out on Twitter and say very positive things, even so far as saying, yeah, is it better than Upgrade? Hmm, we'll see. And I'll tell you what happened. My excitement levels went up. Did you miss the trailers? Did you skip all those? You didn't get any come up in any of the movies you saw? Nah, did not see a single trailer. Okay. And I like... I like Elizabeth Moss. I was going to call her Kate Moss. Jesus. I like Elizabeth Moss. Um, Big Mad Men fan. You know, Peggy Olsen for the win. But I must admit, actually getting in the cinema, sitting down, I was pretty excited to see this film. Okay. I don't know where this is going. Well, it's going to go one of two ways, isn't it? Yes. And I really, really like this film. Well, there you go. I thought this was... This did not feel like a cheap film. This felt like a super well-acted, well-designed. Like, the production design is fantastic. The scares are genuine and did not feel cheap. I was, yeah, overall big fan of this film, Hendo. Now, you, you are not a fan of horror films in general. In general. Having said that, neither am I, but Mm. I feel like you're much more against them than I am. I'm curious, what did you think of it? Well, I had seen a trailer for this film, and once I saw that trailer, I thought this this felt like a spoilery trailer for me. There were things in the in the really yeah there were things in the trailer. I thought maybe you probably didn't have to show, and it would have made maybe the maybe it would have made the experience a bit better. So I went into it with middling expectations because I had heard the good buzz around it, but I still had those fears of I feel like I kind of know what's going to happen here. I was completely wrong. I what I saw really didn't spoil much at all, and I oh, had good. a great time with this film. I know I say, yeah, I'm not a big fan of horror because of all the cliche horror tropes and generic horror films. But when it's it's done well. Yeah. No, this has none of these cliche horror tropes in this film. I loved this film. There is so many scenes of just stillness and tension. You just, you don't know what you're supposed to be focusing on. Like, 
the movie's called The Invisible Man. So there's just general scenes where it's just showing like a, a, a chair. Yeah. And you're like, where am I supposed to be looking? You're like, you're trying, oh, to, ca- you're yes. trying to catch. Where, where am I looking? What's going to happen here? So is something going to fall? Is something going to blow up? What's, what's happening? And then it's just nothing. Next thing I'm like, oh, yeah. that is good. Yeah, exactly. I have, I, I've sidestepped Elizabeth Moss. She is sensational in this Stunning. Film. Stunning. She is fantastic in almost everything I've seen. She puts on such a performance here. It is incredible. This movie went one way about halfway through that I knew was happening, and I thought that's where it was going to stay. But no, it went another way straight after it, and that's where it became fresh for me. I was like, oh, man, great spin of events here. The, the whole sequence of events in the in the back half of the film was fantastic. There's little reveals and bits and pieces that I did not pick up on. There was nothing here that I'm like, yep, yeah, called it, called it. I was very, very pleased with this film. Had a great time with it. Nice. There was There was some elements that I felt were a little predictable. See, for me, there there wasn't, and it was maybe- Which is odd, because normally it's the other way around. Maybe it was the thing that I saw in the, the trailer, so I knew that bit was coming, and maybe because you hadn't seen that, so you, it might have been more predictable for you. Okay. Okay. Obviously, we this yeah. is a film that is heavy on spoilers, yes. so we do have to tiptoe around uh, until we get into our spoiler-filled section. For a horror film, it's not that gory. Like There are a couple of a small, uh, short, sharp scenes of gore, but it's not particularly over-the-top- in your face, blood and gore. No, it's not gratuitous. Yeah, which is nice because it's. I don't know. Like, you know, we call this horror. It's it's really more thriller. Oh, I definitely say it's a thriller. It's. I, where do they get the horror element from? It is it just the more supernatural side of it that that pushes it into everyone saying it's a horror? You think with it being called the Invisible Man about someone who is invisible, technically, you would get a lot of jump scares because there's nothing there, and then ooh. So yeah. something, yep. you know, blows up or something. No, it's not. I don't think there was any sort of jump scares. Oh, come on. No. There, no, there, there is there is jump scares. I don't think there, there was any. There is at least one so... huge one that made me jump out of my seat. Really? Although- <laughs> I can't wait to hear that one. <laughs> oh, I was just, I don't know how you don't even know what I'm talking about either. No, I, I, there massive. was- Massive. I didn't, I didn't have any jump I did, scares. I did the guilty look around in the cinema like, did, <laughs> it, did anyone see that embarrassing jump there? <laughs> But you're right about what you say with like you see the yeah you know, an empty chair and you just you know like the the scary thing is what you're not seeing yeah you know even and, though you're looking right at it and I've always said that the scariest film I've ever seen for me was The Sixth Sense because of the element that there's you know like ghosts and all this stuff around that normal people aka me cannot see mm. so you know as a a young boy you sort of go into your room at night having seen The Sixth Sense and you sort of look around and there's nothing there it's not like you check under the bed and you don't see anything so you feel safe because you wouldn't see it and this film is just all about that that fear of what you cannot see and that is such a it's not just a genius concept because obviously the invisible man is you know for all intents and purposes a remake yes but the way that you know lee winnell does direct this is phenomenal you talk about the chair that's a really focused bit but there are scenes when they'll focus on very large rooms yes and you just you're right you were just staring and these are long shots like the camera will just sit there Hmm. and you are looking around everywhere like you're trying to work you don't know where to look you're like okay i'm expecting something to happen yeah what's gonna happen and you're looking around you're like what's going on left right and center yeah you really are and then something will happen you'll be like oh okay that's what's and then something else will happen you'll be like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) it's it's so good this is such an enjoyable film yeah i pretty much mirror everything you said there i had a i had a joy with this film like in that 
sort of tense, horrific kind of way. Like this is one of the better horror-based movies I've seen in a very long time because it really just focuses on that deep, dark tension rather than your generic cliche horror tropes. And man, what a breath of fresh air for this this horror genre, I guess, for me, Invisible Man. Before we get into spoilers, why don't we get to a rating? Yeah, for me, this was pretty easy for me to rate. I'm giving it a solid four stars. Bang on. Me too. Four stars for The Invisible Man. So, not as good as Upgrade? No, no. No, not for me. But I don't know. Maybe if we check this out on a rewatch, it could go up. I don't know. I th- I feel like it has more of a chance of going up for me on a rewatch than lower. This is this is a beautiful film. Yeah. Honestly, the, the design of the houses, mm-hmm. stunning. I love all that stuff. That super uber rich stuff. I feel like I've understated- Elizabeth Moss performance oh, as well. She you haven't. No, I, like, <laughs> she's incredible, and I'm not. Just, and just her in general as an actress. Like I know you didn't rate her smell. I think she was phenomenal in that film. She brings it in every movie she's in. Even the kitchen, which was a terrible movie, she is the standout performance in that film. This film, she's amazing. I cannot understate how great of an actress she is. Yeah, she is. And there's so many layers to her character as well, which we really cannot get into without talking about spoilers. So. Let's have a relatively uh, quicker non-spoiler section before we get into spoilers now. After this, there is no turning back. I strongly recommend caution. So, the trailer for this film. Yeah, what did it show, Hendo? So, it focused more on the fact that it was in her head. Like, I keep feeling that he's there and I'm like, well, that's not bad. Like, where you, you feel like it's it's playing on that horror trope. Like, yeah, there's this like a hollow man type person, but it's actually not. And it's just her in her mind and she's th- thinking these things. And then they show the scene where she throws the paint and the guys, I'm like, ah. Oh. So, now you've just ruined that it actually is a person. If you kept that mystery and then it reveals later on in the movie that he's there. No. And then there's a scene where like he- I don't know he's how- I don't, her, No, no, hold like, on. And like throwing on. her around the room. I don't know how you could think it was in her head when she walks out of a room and you see the gas get turned up. You see the knife get taken. How they is don't that in show her head? that in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. But you're saying they don't show the paint throw in the trailer, do they? Yes. Oh, what? Yeah, that's the reveal at the end of the trailer. They throw the paint. Oh, the head, okay. the, like that, You know, the, the, the outline of the body gets shown and then it's like, ooh. And then it gets to like her getting thrown around the room, like getting choked and thrown up in the air. And I'm like, oh. I don't know. I never, ever, having not seen the trailer, I never for a second thought it was in her head. Yeah, but the trailer focused so much on her, you know, feeling that it is. So I thought that's the route it was going. And then, oh, no, shock twist at the end of the trailer. It's actually an invisible person. Okay. Like, oh, okay. So, before we're talking about jump scare, maybe that's why you weren't jumped by that scare because yeah. you'd seen it. I jumped so hard when she threw the paint on him and he's right there. <laughs> I'm not even- That was huge jump scare. It absolutely would have been a huge jump. Like That's, that's the thing they showed we hadn't Because we had not seen mm-hmm. that this person was, you know, a person, you know, this actual invisible man. Like, obviously, it's implied in the fucking movies called The Invisible Man. Yeah, but that's the first time it's really shown that there's someone actually doing something. Except for maybe the, they're taking the pictures on at the end of the bed. Oh, how creepy was that? Uh, yeah, they showed that in the trailer too. What? Yeah. Oh, they showed everything that they didn't show anything after the paint throw. When are you going to stop actively seeking out trailers? I mean, it didn't ruin the film for me. Well, it sounds like it ruined some bits for you, yeah. No, because- Well, you've complained about this trailer being semi-spoily and ruining the paint throw and making it seem like it's in her head when it's not, and they give that away in the trailer. Because I went in knowing that it's not in her head. And then the reveal afterwards when you have this suit that he's made that's like- How, good, he, is this, optics how good is this suit design? Oh, it was fantastic. And like the, the constant camera movements and- yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Really, really innovative, obviously. Uh, invisible suit. I thought when she saw the suit, she was going to put it on then. And we took her forever. Oh, at the start of the movie? Yeah. How good is that opening sequence? Because- Oh, no, not at the start of the film. When she goes to his- Go back to the oh, house in the middle, of, in the okay. middle of the film. So, when she hides it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That opening sequence, I cannot rave about enough. Because yeah. having gone in knowing nothing, like, do they show that he's abusive in the trailer? No, they show her leaving the house and then him running at the car. Okay, because, like, I thought this is, like, a happy marriage and she's getting up and there's all this stuff with the drugs and I'm trying to work out, okay, is she a drug addict and she's hiding it from him? That's what I thought the the pills were. And then when she she goes, like, that scene is so slow. Mm. Like, it takes its time. She does so many slow movements and, you know, being a father of three, I've done these super quiet <laughs> walks out of rooms before and you take your time i tell you now you do not risk that <laughs> that beast waking up but i just thought i thought that opening scene from when she gets on the road and then there's no car for her i was like oh shit what's there's, going on here there's even the shot when she's getting ready or something and then it pans back down the corridor to nothing yeah there. to nothing like and they're already setting it up even though at this point there's no invisible man yeah because you go into this movie knowing it's about an invisible man that yeah as you say they're already setting it up they're already getting getting you on edge and being you know scared of nothing of empty space and it's it's so well done this film really takes a very progressive step in how much more violent it gets. Like at the start, it's just that it's tense. He's there, he's invisible. Like he's just mucking around with her. And then, you know, there's, there's the shots where he's like throwing her around the room. And then when it gets to him slitting the sister's throat. Oh, just, that scene. It's like, whoa. When you see that knife dangling, like I, I was never expecting yeah. murder. Because there hadn't been anything like that. Like, yeah, he beats her up in the kitchen. Oh, and has a bit where where he hits the the daughter. Yep. Oh, that- and then and then the daughter obviously thinks it was was um Elizabeth Moss. It was. There's so many moments in this film that are like, man, that's so good. They did everything they could with the invisible premise, like just like the, what, you, what you said when the daughter gets hit. It's just out of nowhere. They're in mid conversation, and bang, she goes flying across the room. Yeah. And then there's the scenes like he's, with the with the sister, how you just see the knife floating in the background, like oh, oh it's about to come up. And ah, oh, they did really well with all these different types of use of being invisible. And even that bit with the slit throat, like that comes back so well in the last scene. That was as great. Well. That was really great. Uh, that whole all right, the thing I saw coming was that I mean I say I saw it coming maybe I didn't because I knew I knew the brother would be in on it right oh I didn't yeah well they kept seeing this character and I'm like okay he's he plays some part here he's the one saying I've seen the body I know he's dead I'm just like eh, I don't know I don't know okay. like when they pulled off the mask and it was the brother I was like yeah I I, I kind of felt that was coming but then to have the original guy actually be alive anyway i did not see that coming yeah i can agree with that when the brother turned up to be the guy and he was dead i'm like oh so it was him the whole time and yeah. and the, and the and the husband yep. was actually dead exactly yeah nice little ending there but i love the way it it looks at like domestic abuse as well yeah like cuz you see elizabeth moss's character talks about how manipulative her husband is and how he makes her feel like she's crazy and all this sort of stuff i i i just think it for such what could have been a standard throwaway horror film, they really do get into some deep issues here. And I, yeah, there's so much more than this movie had any right to be. Yeah, and it, I think that definitely plays well with this Invisible Man 
thing they've got going on here where, you know, she's she's a victim of physical abuse and it could have worked even if he wasn't actually there. Like, because it's just, that's what they showed in the trailer. Like, just having this burden on your shoulders of this guy who just abused you for years and years and years. And even though she thinks he's dead, just to feel like he's there so you, at all you times. So, you would have been happy with- him not actually being there and everything being no, in her, think everything could, being in her head I like a psychological could, thriller. I don't think they could play that as an entire movie. Like it's it's a good uh, allegory to just having that burden on your shoulders for the for your entire life and overcoming that. And where she ends up at the end of the film, where she's you know she's gotten the better of it and she's empowered over what has happened. Like mm. she's she's killed him. She's turned the tides on him. Got that invisible suit on. Killed him with no remorse. Just looking at him with a big smile on her face. Like I'm better than you. Yeah. I have. Moved on from you, clearly. And even that even that last scene where she's trying to get him to admit that he, he knew about it and he did it the whole time. Yeah. Like, that was so- If I was him, I would just be like, you're in a fucking wire. Yeah. Like, this is not a natural uh, line of conversation. And the way he brings back that, you know, that would be a hell of a surprise or whatever he says. <laughs> I was like, okay. They're on they're on the same, same wavelength here. He's told her without outright telling her. So, yeah. I just thought the whole thing was very clever. Man, even after the, after the spoiler discussion, I think I'm like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put it to four and a half. But if I go back for a rewatch with our discussion in mind, I I could see it. I could see it going up. Yeah, I I honestly can too. And it's yeah, I really like this film. Yeah, I really do. All right, that's gonna do it. So four stars for the Invisible Man for both of us. All right, for next week's bonus episode. We're going to catch up with Mr. Affleck, see yeah. what he's been doing. And not that Netflix trash that I've heard is- What Netflix trash? There's this new Netflix film with him and Anne Hathaway and Willem Dafoe. It's- Good cast? No, it, apparently it's got destroyed about how terrible this film is. Just incoherent, just a massive mess, apparently. I can't even remember the name of the movie. Who cares? Let's talk about what we are going to watch. Yes, The Way Back. The Way Back. Ah, the old basketball redemption style movie. See, I didn't even know it had basketball in it. Really? I just heard it was Affleck channeling like his real life sadness and depression into this film and well, I was it's a like, sports movie is that going to lower it now for you oh it's a sports movie oh can we do downhill oh no <laughs> <laughs> nah I, I am looking forward to seeing the way back yeah so that will be our next week's bonus episode so thank you very much everyone for checking out this episode and we will see you very soon for Pod V Pod 35 bye bye